crypto nothing but gambling and nothing but make-believe. These are real words from a top Indian governor. Those breaking developments next. I'm Brooke Coles. Here's your ticket feed this hour. Air disaster nightmare. Nepal mourns dozens of victims following the worst air disaster seen in decades. What caused this crash and how did this even unfold? Those details next. China has reported a huge jump in COVID deaths as the devastation of this huge outbreak becomes clear. I'm Adam Hancock in Singapore and I'll have all of the details shortly. Search and rescue operations continue after Russian strikes pounded a Ukrainian apartment building this weekend. I'll have an update next. Celebrating the legacy of a civil rights icon, President Biden gave sermon in Atlanta. What he said about protecting democracy coming up next. Now from Ticker News, this is your world. Hello there, thanks for your company and starting your working week here with Ticker. I'm Brooke Holes. Let's go straight to your top story. Nepal's in mourning after the worst air disaster seen in three decades. At least 68 people died when a flight from Kathmandu crashed and caught fire in central Nepal on Sunday morning. Rachel Graham with the report. Scores of people were killed on Sunday when a plane crashed in Nepal. The Yeti Airlines domestic flight was carrying 72 people from the capital, Kathmandu, when it went down in Pakara in clear weather, according to officials from Nepal's Civil Aviation Authority. Footage shows rescuers scouring the wreckage and scorched earth around the site. <laughs> Nepal's Prime Minister Pushpa Kamal Dahal at Kathmandu's Tribhavan International Airport said it was a tragic incident and that he'd be calling an emergency cabinet meeting with an ongoing investigation into the cause. <laughs> a Yeti Airlines spokesman confirmed those aboard the twin-engine ATR-72 aircraft included two infants and four crew members. It was also carrying international passengers, including five Indians, four Russians, one Irish, two South Koreans, one Australian, one French, and one Argentine national. Deadly air incidents are common in Nepal, which has small airports in mountainous terrain, where weather conditions can change quickly. And the European Union has banned Nepali airlines from its airspace since 2013, citing safety concerns. The Sunday crash is Nepal's worst since 1992, the Aviation Safety Network database showed, when a Pakistan International Airlines Airbus A300 crashed into a hillside upon approach to Kathmandu, killing all 167 people on board. Breaking now, and India's top bank has called for a crypto ban. This is the governor of India's Reserve Bank, and he says crypto is nothing but gambling and is calling for a blanket ban. The governor told a business event that the value of crypto is nothing but make-believe. He added that crypto is 100% speculation, or to put it very bluntly, it is gambling. He then argued that since gambling was banned in India, crypto should not be allowed to, or the government should lay its rules for gambling. The bank governor does support central bank digital currencies though calling them the future of money (laughs) 
A Russian missile attack in Dnipro has left at least 25 people dead and many more unaccounted for. Tigger's Ryan Thompson reports from Paris. Well, the mayor of Dnipro in eastern Ukraine has issued a grave warning that there may be no survivors after Saturday's Russian missile strike on an apartment building in the eastern Ukrainian city. So far, that attack has left at least 25 people dead, but more than 40 others remain unaccounted for as of Sunday evening. The strike hit the entrance of a nine-story building, turning several of the floors to complete rubble. You can really see the extent of the damage and devastation in these pictures on your screen right now. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky said that debris clearance would continue for as long as it needed to take, telling the nation in his nightly address Saturday that we are fighting for every person and every single life. Kyiv, Kharkiv and Odessa were also hit in strikes originating from Russian missiles over the weekend. Now, Moscow has said very little about this devastation so far, but Vladimir Putin took to state TV on Saturday uh, saying that military operations were going to plan as he saw fit. Ryan Thompson, Ticker News, Paris. China has announced a big jump in the number of COVID-related deaths in the country, with almost 60,000 deaths recorded since most restrictions were dropped just last year. Now, Beijing has faced criticism for allegedly under-reporting information regarding their largest ever COVID outbreak. Tickers Adam Hancock reports from Singapore. Chinese authorities have finally provided more of an insight into exactly how devastating this huge wave of COVID has been. Many, many people, including the World Health Organization, have been skeptical of the data that's been coming out of China. But now authorities say that close to 60,000 COVID-related deaths have been recorded since early December. Now, of that number, around 5,500 of those deaths came with people suffering respiratory failure as a direct result of the virus. Remember, though, that this data may still not provide the full picture as it's only related to people who have died in healthcare facilities. It's feared that many more have died at home. China has also released more data on exactly who is dying in this wave, with the average age being 80 and the majority of the deceased being people who were already suffering from underlying health conditions. And that is data that we have seen in other parts of the world during this pandemic. Now, ahead of the Lunar New Year holidays, the big concern is healthcare facilities in rural, more poorer parts of the country because they're not as good as the big cities. And many people will be visiting these areas to spend time with their family during the holidays. So China really trying to bolster supplies and medication and access to healthcare in these regions. But finally, we have more of an insight into exactly what has been happening in China. And as feared, it's a large amount of deaths. Reporting from Singapore, Adam Hancock for Ticker News. There's one big winner in the Biden documents discovery. And of course, that's none other than former President Donald Trump. Now, this former New Jersey governor, Chris Christie, says President Biden is a political problem and he has that on his hands. The discovery of documents from the Biden-Obama administration has shocked Democrats. Meanwhile, Republicans are certainly rejoicing because they believe the incident shows that Biden has committed the same transgression as the former president. Now, Comer, he is asking for more documents and communications related to the searches of Biden's 
homes and, of course, other locations like his offices too, and a visitor log to the president's Delaware home. Now, the letter comes after Biden's aides found five additional pages of classified material at the personal residence on Thursday, the same day a special counsel was important to investigate as well. Coma told CNN that something has to be done. Also, something needs to be done with respect to how classified documents leave the White House and go to the post-presidency or post-vice presidency. That's another issue we try to we will try to fix uh, from a legislative point of view. But with respect to investigating President Trump, there have been so many investigations of President Trump. I don't feel like we need to spend a whole lot of time investigating President Trump because the Democrats have done that for the past six years. So no one's been investigated more than Donald Trump. Who hasn't been investigated is Joe Biden. Today would have been civil rights leader Martin Luther King's 94th birthday. U.S. President Joe Biden marked his birthday with a sermon at a church in Atlanta. Biden told this was now the chance to celebrate the legacy of the civil rights leader, also saying he was humbled to become the first sitting president to give the Sunday sermon at King's Church, describing this experience as intimidating. Now his speech lasted about 25 minutes, telling the crowd that there is now a need to protect democracy. Progress is never easy but it's always possible. And the things do get better on our march toward a more perfect union. But at this inflection point, we know there's a lot of work that has to continue on economic justice, civil rights, voting rights, on protecting our democracy. And I'm remembering that our job is to redeem the soul of America. You're watching Ticker News. More news is just minutes away.